Hello and welcome to episode 117 of NOLA Time. My name is Ovid Velez and with me is the most interesting interesting man in the world, Joel Young. Good to be with you. (laughs) Uh, As you can can hear, I am not 100% operational, so... He'll soon be operational, but this man needs a rest. Oh, Ben, it's good to be with you. Good to be with you, Ed. How you doing? Doing really nice. Um, you know, since our last episode, um, we've had 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 some uh, some good stuff that I've been able to to do and, and have some fun with. Uh, one of them being, I finally have gotten my hands on Ultimate Alliance three. Nice. Um, you know, I've Ultimate Alliance one really enjoyed it a lot. Ultimate Alliance two played that on my PSP. That was a thing at the time. So it was a very different experience than most people um, just being on a handheld, but enjoyed it still. Um, and this one now, Ultimate Alliance 3, being on Nintendo Switch, you and I both being Switch owners, uh, of course, um, great opportunity to pick it up because I got to play it early at Comic-Con this year. Uh, I got to get an early uh, look at, at what they were doing there. And, and uh, it was literally the day before actually the game came out that, um, that I got to test it out at Comic-Con. Um, which is really cool. And then, uh, yeah, so now actually playing it fully in depth. Um, you know, I'm a fan of of uh, the style of gameplay. You know, it is quite different, of course, still than Ultimate Alliance uh, 1 and 2. Um, it's 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 has a different aesthetic to it. Of course, it's, you know, new generation, but regardless, it still has a different feel to it. Um, I, I'm very happy with, uh, you know, the, the XP, uh, um, you know, gains are pretty easy to get to. It's really easy to get through the levels. They're not very difficult to do at all. There's a wealth of characters to use, which is always a thing with Ultimate Alliance. You'd hope that there's a lot of characters to use, right? Um, and uh, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of great villains as well also in the game. Um, storyline, eh, it's, it's not, it's not great. Um, you know, at least so far, I'm not done with the game yet. Uh, it's basically following the black order leading up, you know, of course to the, to the big bad Thanos trying to keep that tie into the movies, which makes sense for marketing at this time. Right. Yeah. I mean, pretty much they, they did the same thing when Marvel's Capcom infinite came out, you know, it was the whole Thanos thing too, and infinity stones. So yeah, yeah, they they very similar to that. Okay, yeah. Did you ever play through the story mode on that thing? No, man. Uh, you should try it because it's it's interesting. They do they do some clever things there, uh, so, so it's, it's worth it. I mean, it's it's super silly, but you know, and I bet this is like super silly as it well. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it's a, this is Tecmo, right? That that developed yes. this game. Yeah, team is it Team Ninja or was it a different team? Team Ninja. It was Team Ninja. Yeah. So yeah, you can expect some silliness out of Team Ninja. Um, so. Okay, cool, cool. How's uh, how's uh, the technical performance yeah. on that game? Yeah, it holds up. I've not actually had any major um, glitches or um, major issues with it at all. Frame um, rate's good. Not frame too, rate's not good. Yeah, not too crazy. Um, yeah, they they built a game that works, and 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 I'm happy with that. Nice. Um, you know, it's 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 not as revolutionary as I felt when I played you know Ultimate Alliance One, where I was just enthralled with this thing right yeah, that was very different at the time yeah it was it really was um but still i'm really enjoying it that to the point that i look forward to getting on each time i can um and i don't play a doc i have to play that on the big screen man see all these characters just running around my screen i can't yeah. see it on this little little thing yeah yeah definitely that's especially you being a, a marvel aficionado if you, if you would say <laughs> cashing checks cashing checks joe over there man 
<laughs> yeah. Um, the other last, the other thing uh, worth noting for the show is that I also got to go out and see a little movie by the name of 1917. That movie is freaking um, good, Joe. Dude, like halfway through it, I'm sitting there and I, I, I just. I couldn't take my eyes off the movie. First of all, I don't think anyone could. It was very quiet theater. Everyone's very focused. And halfway through, I'm just like, okay, just give up. Like, do we have to wait for the Oscars to give these guys the awards? You could just hand it to them now. You know, save us all uh, some time on our TV. It's, it's. I mean, I, I've not seen all the the best picture nominated movies, but I've actually been able to say I've seen a lot of the ones that have been nominated on the list. I mean, I've seen The Irishman. I've seen A Little Women. I've seen. I mean, I'm not talking about like all kinds of movies. I've actually been able to to recently watch. Um, so I, I, I know a lot of them, but, but no, 1917 stands out by far and, uh, we'll talk about Joker in a bit, but, and that's a movie that I liked as well, but 1917 is just something innovative, great acting, great storytelling, um, great execution altogether. It's done by Sam Mendes, the same gentleman that did Skyfall. Um, so yeah, good movie. I recommend you all to go out and watch it before it wins the awards. Don't be reactionary. Watch it now. Cause it's a really good movie. Nice, nice. Yeah, I heard fantastic things about it. So uh, I'm definitely curious to check that out. Uh, but yeah, as, as you mentioned, and we'll talk about it in a minute, um, I, I did I finally was able to watch Joker since it just came out last week on, on Blu-ray. did not buy it. I rented it, but uh, watched it nonetheless. So we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, we will go into spoilers because I really want to discuss the movie with you. Um, but other than that, man, uh, back to death stranding and i i enjoy that game in a painful way joe <laughs> it's, it's funny because i heard i heard a couple i heard a few people say that like it's it's the worst is the best worst game you've ever <laughs> played because <laughs> it, it's not bad by it by by no means it is it is not a bad game it is not a six something that IGN made it to be. It is at least so far and you know at least an eight. Um in in my in my scale. Solid. Um you know which is still a solid, you know, exactly a solid game. Um no pun intended, you know, Metal Gear and, and, and Kojima and whatnot. But I am I am enjoying it a lot and it it's frustrating and it's 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 hard to some of the UI because there's this is like I, I mentioned it to you. I don't know if I mentioned it last time I, I I talked about it on the podcast, but the the best way I could describe this game is it's a it's an open world story driven puzzle game. If you if you know right if you want to call it that because it's you have to manage everything from you know the your, your weight the shoes you're wearing uh the terrain you're going to take the routes you got to plan your routes it's not like i'm going out there willy-nilly and taking the package over to the you know the way station or to the you know the wind farm or or to jeff keely or whatever <laughs> so you have to plan your routes it's like i'm carrying all this weight i i can't you know, climbing is not an option. So, you know, you have to blow, pull out your map, plan your route. Um, it, it does have a very good uh, waypoint system where you can actually draw the your, your route. Uh, and then when you go in, in, in game, then you see your route uh, marked on, on the terrain. So that's great. 
So it has man this and this thing has menus on me- the the menus have menus and they have sub menus and it's it just keeps go it's menu management uh it's uh, you know a lot of like reading because you need to go through the menus and read all this crap and, <laughs> and get used to it um you know the the character movement's good uh very physics based you know it's like you you have to be sure that you can carry the weight carry the you know make sure the car goes fine um you have to carry like living animal or living creature samples and uh you can't go through water because they'll drown because you're uh, unless you keep the box that those creatures are on top of your backpack then you know you're fine to cross a river um in my case for some reason it, it put the the freaking creatures on my legs so if I cross the river, then you know put the boxes on the legs. So if I cross the river, then the 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 things could drown. Uh, and it was really funny because you go go through water and you can hear like like a squealing, and and then you can go and then you go on the other side and it'll stop. So but it's prolonged, basically like water exposure sort of thing. Um, the 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 time fall. The only the only thing that I that I'm not liking so far is that the time fall mechanic. Uh, so it's basically the rain. Um, you know, there's, I, I mean, we'll find out later, I guess, in the story, but when it rains, uh, time forwards and any damages your cargo. So you have to find a way to, uh, keep that cargo safe, whether it be you finding a place to rest. Um, I'm assuming that at some point you can build, oh, cause there's a, like an extensive building mechanic as well. Um, you know, I'm assuming that you can build like a tent or something where you can, you know, pass the, uh, wait for the temple to go away. Uh, on top of all that stuff, you need to take care of the baby, right? So the baby gets stressed. Uh, you know, if you fall down, the baby will cry. You have to take him out. You have to like, oh, baby, what's up? You know, feel okay. Um, you know, and uh, the baby has a bond system, uh, kind of like what, kind of like the uh, uh, the buddies on uh, on MTS five. Um, so basically, you know, you, the more you, you talk to the baby, the more you, you try to soothe the baby, the, the higher your bond goes, um, drank a few monster energy drinks to get my stamina going. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, a, that was, that's very interesting. Um, because basically the, uh, the monster cans are in, in a, in, in a weight room or a restroom that you have. Uh, when you get to a, a way station or, uh, or or a distribution facility, you can go down to like a room. It's basically, you know, the uh, Sam's room. And then you go there, you got your monster. Uh, and that's where you shower and, you know, you make your, uh, you go to the bathroom and that's how they make your weapons with your bodily, flu- bodily fluids. Basically, they, re- they get recycled and then uh, they have an effect on the BTs. I haven't used them yet. Um, because I I got freaked out, I I went through an area that was full of BTs, but the baby started crying, and I was like, I need to get out of here. And I didn't think that I had stuff on me that I can actually use on the BTs. Right, right. So, um, so I was like, no, the baby's crying. I need to go. It's like I was being, I was like, I was being, being very, pa- yeah, very paternal. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. It's like I gotta keep the baby safe and uh, and forget about these guys. Um, but then I the when I when I got out of the, out of that area, I was like, oh crap! I remember I had those those grenades that I could have used against yeah. the the BTS. Um, 
but it's it's great. It's it looks very nice. The voice acting is top notch. I I'm having a really good time with it. Uh, it again, it's it's not for everyone. If you go in expecting this to be Metal Gear or an action game per se, uh, it does have some action elements because you can you can fend yourself against the BTs and against the mules. You know, basically the like the 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 pirates that are going around stealing packages. So. Um, so that's cool, you know. Uh, the presentation's like phenomenal. It's the you know when it comes to the graphics. I, I mentioned the music is is absolutely top notch. Uh, so and the, and the uh, sound design uh, as well because that there's a lot of gameplay through the sound design in this game. Like I mentioned, the little like like creature samples, uh, the BTS make sounds. Uh, the baby like that's that's all the baby does is basically whenever the baby starts getting like a fuzzy that means that's probably timefall coming so it's it, there's a lot of like uh, uh gameplay elements that that play throughout the the sound of the game as well so uh, so far it, i'm having a, a fantastic experience uh, i like it I, I know i like it because i can't stop thinking about it uh, and wow. I'm, i'm i'm coming back and thinking it's like I want to plan a route. I want to do this thing. So, wow. so that's, you know, when, when a game hits me like that, that means that I like it yeah. uh, versus, you know, playing a game and not really uh, thinking about it again. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, Joel, uh, had the opportunity to watch Joker over the weekend. Uh, I really, really liked it. It was uh, a very different movie because it doesn't have any subplots. It, this is all, um, this is all it's it's all about um arthur fleck and and he's you know quote unquote setting to madness um i would say i would say ascension to sanity it that's i i mean that was my point of view in the movie right yeah um because i i don't think that he was necessarily um insane i think he was he was made believe make made believe he was and at the end of the movie he gets cured that's how i saw the movie um yeah it's 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 i don't want i mean rough watch is not the right word because no. it's very enjoyable um and it's it's very good and and like i said it's all about him and and it's him on every scene it's like it's i saw i saw a post somewhere it's like Uh, that that was great. I was like, the Joker was 120 minutes, and somehow Joaquin Phoenix is in it for 180 minutes because it's it's all it's every scene is about him, um, and and I found that very interesting, very different filmmaking, and I really liked it, man. I really really enjoyed it. So, um, you know, the thing that I want to talk about, <laughs> it's it's you know basically the ending, um. You know, uh, there's a few things, right? When you they make you, oh, and again, spoilers. Um, you know, so you've been be warned, everyone. You're being warned, you're being warned. Um, you know, the movie's been out for uh, about a week already. It's been out in the movie theater for you know a few months, so uh, you've had your chance. Um, the um, the part that I that I found really interesting is that uh, at at a certain point in the movie, they make you they make you think that he is. Uh, basically, Bruce Wayne's half brother, and and I was like, no way they're gonna do this, and uh, and I told my wife, my wife watched it with me, and she was enthralled with the movie. It was like she was like like watched the whole thing, um, and 
and it's like, oh man, that's that's interesting. Is they're gonna do that? That's very interesting, um, because they're painting Thomas Wayne as this rich douchebag, which we know we know he he, he wasn't right uh, to some extent. Um, we've seen the different versions of Thomas Wayne that, yeah. that he is a douchebag. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the. Uh, don't know if you had a chance to play the Telltale Batman. Joel, nope. uh, that that's it's very they they it's very similar. It was like like Thomas Wayne was funding uh, like some sort of like uh, inhuman research type over at Arkham, something like that. I can't remember. Um, so it's kind of like something very similar to this, but he's not you know you know a, a gigantic douchebag. Um, <laughs> but but it's very interesting how they how they came up with this angle and for a good you know 20 minutes of the movie you think that that oh man he's he's you know batman's half brother and he goes out and meet bruce meets bruce which which is what we all speculated from um from the trailer that the kid in the trailer was bruce and that he gets confronted by a very different looking alfred uh with you know a younger, you know, a very young Alfred with with beard, and it was very, it was a very different archetype for Alfred, and I liked it. It's like, oh, okay, so that's good. They actually went in a different direction with Alfred, and, and that's good. Um, but when Alfred told them, it's like, no, man, it's like it's not true. It's like, hmm, I don't think it's true then, because Alfred is like, like, like he, this guy doesn't lie, you know, he's like legit. So, yeah, go ahead. You were going to say something. Well, the one thing I was going to say about that particular scene, I thought it was a really powerful scene, a really cool scene, nice parallel, you know, no damage done, you know, kind of scene. It doesn't change anything or trying to harken back too much to, to the, you know, the, the Batman origins there. But the one thing about that scene that did get me angry, at least, was actually seeing, you know, Joaquin's Phoenix, Arthur Fleck, going and grabbing, you know, <laughs> Alfred. And Alfred's like stuck like oh and i'm like no 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 this man's a freaking war veteran <laughs> like alfred is not would not be like like you know like timid special, about it he'd like, be like the, get off you know the royal navy or something right yeah he's this guy's legit like so that was like one small detail i was like uh whatever but not like in ruining the movie just one yeah. one thing that i'll make clear right that of yeah. all he, he was grabbed by surprise though so you know yeah, yeah. And this guy was like his emotions were 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 yeah were there um, and then we later find out, you know, Arthur goes to Arkham and then steals his mother's file because um, they tell him they tell uh, he confronts uh, Thomas Wayne and Thomas Wayne is like, no, she was in Arkham. She's crazy, you know, and, and I'm not your dad and, and all this stuff. And um, yeah, it, it, it was very good. And then, you know, he realizes that uh, that. Basically, he was being living a lie his entire life, and then that's that's like the the breaking point for him, and uh, and then we we see the we see the turn to um, basically who who he really was, um, yeah, and then uh, that end. I mean, I I called the De Niro thing like a mile away. I was like, oh, he's gonna get he's gonna get blown up real good. Great, great monologue. Oh, the monologue was nuts, man. It was great, so good. Like and and you know when he confesses to the crime and he yeah. confesses to killing the three guys in the subway, uh, 
they, and and then you know saying this is like oh you know you've abandoned me and then all this it was it, it was very powerful yeah. uh it was it, it was very sympathetic but at the same time it's like when when you realize it that he uh like again in my opinion he was being who he truly was right uh, he was he was being set free of you know but- uh, no, he was. It's just he's 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 revealing yeah. how he genuinely feels and he's expressing and all of that. At the same time, it's also like to me, like him, the way he confesses to it and the way the dialogue between De Niro's character and between Fleck's character, like that's where like to me it kind of shows like he genuinely is not a good person at the end of that movie. Yeah, exactly. When you start having De Niro saying like like he starts saying stuff like, look, like we've all gone through our fair share of stuff. It doesn't give you the right to go killing people or saying that it's okay. And like the, that back and forth is like you get the understanding of where Fleck comes from, how he feels. Like you're saying, it's like he's genuinely expressing who he really is and how he feels. Yeah, yeah. And you you really understand and, and somewhat sympathize with it and, and get it. Well, the other side, you also see where the other part where like society is like, listen, like this is this is nonsensical here, right? So you have that really yeah. interesting parallel going on in that conversation. If you're a big Joker fan, you know, you would catch other part. But I think that's why not to get too far ahead of it, but like, you know, people started having obviously their, their, their complaints before the movie came out. This is going to encourage people to, to be, to be mad people, or crazy people. Silly. To me, that one scene in alone of itself, that parallel between, um, you know, what Joker's saying and what Daenerys saying, it causes you to kind of think of like, and he literally says it in the movie. He says, this is what happens when society crosses a mentally ill person uh, and, and treats them wrongly. Like this is what happens out of it. So really that like, drills home the message of like how you treat people, you know, how they, how they are. And I think that's, that's something we talked about before, uh, you know, when I first saw it on, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very powerful. I think that um, you know, we, I, I knew that the girl was a, a, an hallucination. She wasn't really right. there. You know, I, I caught that early on. Um, my wife was like, "Oh my God, he's gonna kill her!" It's like, "Whoa, I don't think she's been there at all." You know, I think she's just been, you know, hallucinating. Um, very good, very good. And then we see at the end of the movie where, um, you know, in, in all the riot that basically uh, is they're going on in the city, plus, you know, um, what people may or may have not seen on TV. It's it's unclear. Because we we still don't know what things are 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 and you know happen in his head and what didn't right, um, but you know people start rioting in the streets in in the riot the Waynes need to abandon the the theater and that's when they get shot, um, and at the same time that's when uh, then when when Joker is being brought out of the you know the police car you know he's get he gets arrested after the the shooting. And then uh, some people that supposedly got inspired by what he did on TV, you know, standing up against the rich and standing up for, you know, people that have been abandoned by society uh, and then doing this thing. So uh, they, when he wakes up, when they show Bruce Wayne there standing by himself and he basically opens his eyes. So it's like they, they're both Batman and the Joker are being born at the same time. Uh, and that that dynamic that they did there was was absolutely fantastic, uh, which uh, you know this movie again was based in like mid to early eighties probably right maybe like yeah, early eighties yeah there's a lot of seventies in this movie uh, like some of the costuming yeah. cars and 
and, and you know some look may may look like uh, like late seventies, but it looks it looks more like a like an eighty three ish maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So you know maybe ten years later that's when we'll see, you know, in the nineties, we'll see the 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 Batman movie that's supposed to you know that's coming out next year. It's supposed to be set in the nineties. Right. So so maybe this is when he got out of Arkham because the movie ends with him at right. Arkham. Right. So which that's the other thing about the ending of him technically being an Arkham there. Like some have speculated, obviously this is before the movie became a massive success because this movie was kind of supposed to be like an inception one off and a, a, a small let your mind fill project. It in. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, we'll we'll see obviously how this goes with all the success of the movie, but like some speculation, the director has even commented on this that like that whole ending of him sitting in Arkham and he's saying you just wouldn't understand and he keeps laughing that maybe he's actually in his mind has re is just the whole movie that went by was all story about what actually happened in his head and that he was reading the paper or something of the real joker and just inserted himself into the story and that he's not the actual real joker i mean there are so many real possibilities there yeah, of this yeah. thing because of how we just don't know what actually certain parts of what were actually real, what was in his mind. Cause he had a, a very common thing of putting himself into scenes that he saw. Like, yeah. it's incredible. I, I, you know, I obviously that's probably not going to be the case moving on, but I'm just saying it's pretty fascinating how that, that back and forth. I really liked that. Yeah. But what I could, what I can see is that, um, what I noticed is that every time that he was like, Cause he was running out of medication, right? Cause the program, the program that he was on was being cut. So, yeah. Uh, so he was running low on medication. Um, so as, as he started being lower on medication, right. Um, he started having like less hallucinations and le- thing. like the movie starts with him hallucinating that he's on the show. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts hallucinating about the, the him doing the stand up and then about the girl and all this stuff. Right. Um, and then, uh, he kills the guys and then he hallucinates again. So, but then like we see like towards the end, he's out of medication, you know, and, and we see that those hallucinations like basically have stopped. Yeah. And what he's living is, is reality. So yeah, it could go, it could go, uh, different ways. So very um, good storytelling. It is very, very interesting. Very good. Highly recommended. So if you guys haven't watched it, I'm sorry because we spoiled it, but yeah. Joe, in an alternate universe, we had a different version of Star Wars Episode 9, which was called Star Wars Duel of the Fates. Uh, This was supposed to be the one that uh, Trevor was working on uh, before he was let go after the Fanforstic fiasco, right? No, the different director. It's a different uh, director. He, yes, this is the guy that did the Jurassic World movies. No, um, that's right. He did Jurassic yeah. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be on this. And then after, it's just it was a random news story comes out. This guy's been uh, pushed out from the project, dropped out. However, you want to look at it from the business politics, um, Josh Trank is the one that got kicked out from doing Trank. some of the movie from from, from so no, it was from uh, for this is like a Boba Fett movie at the it time. Was it was like a Bo- yeah, you're right. You're of course, right, now right. we have Mandalorian. Which is Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't need anything. Mobile whatever whatever he yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's leaps and bounds, you know, over whatever he was gonna do. Fantastic. Um, so uh we have uh and, and we're not gonna go through the entire um article because it's pretty lengthy, but um we were just gonna talk about a few things that we thought were interesting. Uh overall, as as a whole, Joel, I, I I'm it's not great. 
it was fine, right? Uh, it was very different from, you know, had some similarities here and there from uh, so to Rise of Skywalker, but uh, but overall, it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't in my opinion too mind blowing. Um, the good things that I liked that I can mention was you know uh, having Ray start with her own lightsaber that she built out of her staff and the remains of uh, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Um, you know, they go back to Coruscant, they go back to the Jedi Temple to, you know, evacuate, to enable a signal um, because Kylo Ren had cut communication through the, uh, through the entire galaxy. So uh, what else? The, uh, the Kylo Ren basically is looking for Palpatine's teacher, which is supposed to be like a, what was the name? Vox something? I forgot. Yeah. Um, supposed to be like this, you know, spaghetti monster sort of thing. Um, you know, basically like a ruler of the galaxy or almost. Um, some, some really interesting things like that. Um, it, you know, Rose had a, a more prominent role, like a very prominent role in the movie. Um, it's unclear how it ends because the article doesn't necessarily say how it ends. Um, the Kylo Ren doesn't turn. He stays like he, he does a full turn to the dark side, whereas where he basically becomes like a Doctor Doom sort of uh, entity almost, uh, which I found I, I find kind of silly. Uh, I did like that he goes back to Mustafar to uh, Vader's castle. Uh, but I mean, he goes to Mustafar in uh, in in Rise of Skywalker. You know that planet at the beginning of the movie is Mustafar is confirmed. Um, but but he doesn't go to Vader's castle. Um, so things like that that were cool. But Joel, what do you think overall? Yeah, um, I think there's a like to your point. There's a lot of really cool things overall. I do think it's. Um, less interesting than what we ended up getting. I think we got a way more interesting, um, more exciting ending for for the uh, Skywalker saga. I think what we, when I expressed this to you, Obed, um, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, uh, not long ago about this when this came out. I, I expressed to you that you know if if we if we lived in an alternate universe, that this is the movie we got right. What was listed here, and it was flipped, and the report comes out. This is the movie that J.J. Abrams would have made, and it was going to be called The Rise of Skywalker, and it was going to have Palpatine in it, and Ray was going to be Palpatine's granddaughter, and Kylo was going to turn to the good side, and they were going to be on the old Death Star and having this, you know, holocron, whatever. To find. If we would have read that and got this movie, this Colin Trevorrow movie, we would have been like, oh my gosh, That's how so come awesome. we didn't get this thing? That's amazing. Sounds I, awesome. Yeah. That sounds awesome, right? And we've actually had that happen with other movies before. We've looked at, you know, things before that have come out. We're like, oh my gosh, that would have been way cooler if they would have done, right? Yeah. But having it nowhere, we actually live in a world where we got The Rise of Skywalker and Duel of the Fates being the movie that we didn't get. Um, it sounds cool. I don't think it would have been a bad movie. I think it would have been a good movie based on what we read there. But I, yeah. I don't. I don't think it would have been as fun as the most easiest way to look at it. I think the mo- best parts of it is the, uh, the the having a battle on Coruscant is really cool. Um, where you know they go to Coruscant at a Jedi temple, light the beacon, and that basically makes people from the resistance, other people from the resistance all around the galaxy, join, including some former stormtroopers that defected, like offended from the first order and having them all come together, join for one last battle against the first order on Coruscant. That's kind of a cool 
kind of thing there because the the battle that we got in Rise of Skywalker is a really cool battle, but it really relies upon um, Palpatine's super OP powers that kind of yeah. take us to a next it, level, it, right? It, yeah, it was um, cool. It was cool. Though. It was I mean, a cool battle. It's not yeah, a bad yeah. battle, but, oh, no, but I think no, maybe no. it might have been cooler. It's one positive to say that Coruscant battle, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but out of everything else that I read there, like Kylo's, you know, staying evil and, um, you know, Ray still being a nobody and, you know, like those kinds of things. To me, I don't think that would have made me happy. Um, and for that reason, I'm, I'm more happy with what I got with Rise of Skywalker, where Rise of Skywalker takes some small things that it keeps from The Last Jedi, but primarily, um, you know, t- tries to take its own course and do its own thing. And that's what I think is so special about where this movie, yeah. to me, Duel of the Fates, sounds like would have been more of a, a direct sequel to Last Jedi. It would have continued off some of the stuff there, which, again, probably would have been a good movie, but I think I'm more happy knowing what I got. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, I, re- I read the article about, about this, and, um, and the JJ cut actually makes me more excited than this. Um, you know, that means that, you know, this was just okay. Um, because the things that we've heard from the, the you know, supposed JJ cut is like that's that's the movie, right? That's if you guys movie. haven't heard that, check out our last episode. Check out our last episode. Um, but that that's the movie that that I think uh, most of us were were looking forward to. I'm, I'm hoping that someday we'll see it. We don't know. We'll see if it's real. Um, <laughs> if it's real. Uh, although I think I saw that the the Target limited edition. Uh, Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray uh, 4K Blu-ray has four discs I think oh really it's very interesting yeah they haven't said what they are but I there's you know it's a, basically like a 4K copy a Blu-ray copy uh, a special features disc yeah. and, and there's one more disc that I don't know what it is so we'll see I do I see know. it yeah yeah I doubt that there's two discs of there's bonus two features. bonus discs. Ah, uh, come on, two bonus discs. But nah. I mean, what is that? Is one no disc idea. is all deleted scenes. Could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's too much. Um. By the way, have you seen the uh, the box set from Best Buy? Uh, I have. Yes. Yeah. Um. Is it what two fifty? Right. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Let's see. This fact check on the fact fly. check. Uh, yeah, it's up at Best Buy right now, two fifty, um, <laughs> for pre-order. So it looks pretty, though. <laughs> mm. If I didn't know that PS Five was coming out this year, <laughs> I may just go ahead and 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 take a whack at it because it looks nice. I like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, two fifty. Uh, no release date yet, but it's more than likely in March. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, I may end up just getting this thing. Who knows? And the box set, though, they're all in four K. All the movies. Correct. Am I right? Correct. That was it's my question. I know some 4K. of them were released, like obviously after um, Last Jedi, and I think Solo, and and you know. Obviously, this one will, will confirm to be released in the 4K versions, right? But yep. they're going to take the old ones as well and release them in 4K? Yep. So, okay, that's a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. So, I mean, are we going to get the the the, unco- the, 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 uh, the, the trilogy, original, original trilogy, the, the specialized edition? 
Yeah, that's a big deal. I, I don't if, know. If it's a specialized fan, oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're worth it, you know. I, I mean, you can, if you're watching the video version, you can see back here. I, I don't know, box it. Well, the DVDs are like down here, and I, <laughs> I still have my, my, VHS. Uh, my VHS of episode one down yeah. here. Yeah. The collector's edition for all you man babies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. So it should be interesting. Uh, but going into more Star Wars stuff, Joe, uh, right before uh, we started recording, uh, the Hollywood uh, Hollywood Reporter, right? Yes. Hollywood Reporter is reporting that um, that they are uh, making, uh, they're targeting Taiko Titi as as their Star Wars guy for the next movie. And I am really happy because the, he that arguably he directed the best episode of The Mandalorian. So whatever he does, if he doesn't, even if he doesn't have a lightsaber, although he did have a lightsaber, his episode, technically. Um, I am I, I'm excited. Like if this is true, right? I, we know he's busy with you know Thor, and he's working on other projects. Um, you know I. To be honest with you, honest with you, um, delay Thor <laughs> and, and work on this thing, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously, I like I, I think I think I think if Disney's smart, right? Um, they they um, they they should let Marvel breathe with smaller stuff for now. Right. Uh, we're gonna get the series soon. But I think that by summer or or Christmas 2022, there should be a star. You know what? Christmas 2021, there should be a Star Wars movie in the theater. It's in my in my opinion. Hmm. It just I, I don't I don't think that's enough time. So you know, give it 2022, give it another year. So Christmas 2022. There should be a Star Wars movie in the theater, so that's my opinion. And and this movie, like they they Disney needs to just let go of this of this thing. And and I know it's Kennedy, right? Because that's through. We don't see this sort of problem with Kevin Feige. He's running a he runs a tight ship. Um. So so we we know we know what's up. Like we can't you know. And 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 as much as I respect Kathleen Kennedy as a producer. Um, you know, he she has worked on some of my favorite movies of all time. But you know, we we can't be we can't be blind to the fact that uh, there there's definitely some issues there. Um, but Joe, I'm excited, man. Yeah, uh, Taiki Watiti, I'm growing more and more um, fond of his creative abilities and more respect him more and more as I see uh, his work, you know, grow. Obviously, uh, one of his movies, Jojo Rabbit, got nominated, I believe, for Best Picture and other nominations as well. Um, he uh, worked on that movie and starred in that movie. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a talented guy, separate from also, like, we know that he also directed episodes of The Mandalorian, including the finale episode of The Mandalorian, and also did the voice of IG-11, um, you know, separate from even the Thor Ragnarok movie that he also put together. So we've seen enough samples of, of stuff that's, as close as we can get to a large Star Wars project that we can start imagining 
what he could possibly do and, and kind of get a good uh, portfolio for us, right? And um, yeah, my guess, and according even to the Hollywood Report article, we don't know this, but it's it's a, be a smart guess to think that this has to directly connect to the Kevin Feige produced uh, movie that he's doing. So um, he's supposed to be co-producing with Kathleen Kennedy uh, a Star Wars project uh, that has been unnamed. Just that's all we know. So if he's going to be co-producing, I could easily see him saying, "Look, what's my most one of my most successful space directors." Taika Waititi. He's also had his hands already in stars with John Favreau uh, and Dave Filoni. It just makes sense, right? So, oh yeah, uh, and it's also it, make, a good te- it makes too much sense, Joe. Oh, we were boy. talking, we were talking about things making too much sense today. Yeah, sometimes so, it makes too much sense, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Deborah Chow now being the first you know female to be directing anything Star Wars related for the Obi Wan series. Like, I could easily see. Um, from the Disney Plus stuff, even with Dave Filoni, there's been rumors of him getting more involved in the live film stuff. Like, I think it's good testing grounds, and uh, I could see us getting more news like this going forward. It's a good thing when you bring in multiple talented directors um, to do these things because, you know, like, like the Avengers, not to compare, but like, you know, the Avengers had, you know, the first one had Joss Whedon, the second one had Joss Whedon, and the third one has the Russo brothers. I think what, what made the Avengers get better was that they didn't keep with, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon. It was like, Joss Whedon's involved. There's really cool stuff. And then you have another talented person come in and, and just keep building off of that. Yeah. But it keeps but it at, interesting. Keeps yeah. it different. But at the same time, you had you had Feige with a, with a, with a very defined roadmap. Right. Yeah. And that's what, what, what Star Wars didn't have. Exactly. Um, you know? Yeah. So if they are able to figure out this roadmap, um, and, and find the right story to story to tell, and I would love for them to continue the 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 story of Ray and have it have it be, you know, her doing things out there, having you know adventure hijinks. I doubt it at this point. I yeah. really doubt it. You yeah. know, based on you know what they see Ridley said and and what the other cast members said. Uh, I mean, there's we heard it last week that there's rumors that there may be you know Ray spinoff. Maybe just a one-off movie, you know. It, I just don't think it's. it's a, I don't think it's the first project to come up after the. Probably the not. Character. Yeah, maybe they're gonna. They're the gonna between let between there at least. Yeah, they're gonna let this one thaw a little bit. Uh, I would like to see a, a live-action Ahsoka. You know, and yeah. you know, have her be like, like in the, during the Rebels thing. Uh, how about you know a live action like Rebels thing would be cool too, and not everything has to be um, galaxy shattering. Like obviously the Skywalker saga was was a big family um, that affects the entire universe, you yeah. know, kind of storyline. You know, Star Wars also has some really cool stuff where it um, can stay more of just light and dark, uh, you know, and, and just keep it there. So yeah, I, I I'm just basically nothing much to go off with the article yeah. except to say cool i look forward to learning more absolutely yeah i'm excited i'm excited for for sure um joel let's get uh let's go ahead and take a quick break we will be right back joel how do you like delayed games oh that's some most of the time frustrating teaches you a lot of patience <laughs> well, we got three big ones to announce oh, today. 
Uh, one was announced just today that the other two were announced uh, a couple days ago. Um, but Final Fantasy VII Remake and Avengers from Square Enix are being delayed. Ooh. Final Fantasy just about a month, so April 10th for that one. And there was a lot of concerns because it was the week after Resident Evil 3 and the week before Cyber, Cyberpunk 2077. Avengers was delayed until September 13th, is it? That's right. And that's, I guess, totally fine. That means that they're definitely going to be doing some fine-tuning to that game. And um, based on what I heard, it, it does need it. So I'd rather them delay it than just go ahead and put it out right now. <laughs> um but yeah two two you know highly anticipated games uh getting delayed um i i'm good with you know with whatever it's fine final fantasy uh gives me more time to f- work on this stranding that's great mm-hmm. you know, the kingdom hearts dlc comes out next week so i'll grab that and then after i finish that i'll go back to this stranding so that gives me more time to clear that out. Resident Evil 3 Remake comes out April 3rd. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Never played the original this Resident Evil 3, but I absolutely loved that 2 Remake. was just so excellent that I'm, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to this. So um, that's a day one get for me. And then you know Final Fantasy the following week. That being said, Cyberpunk 2077, which is probably the, the most anticipated game of the year, got delayed until september as well so i don't i don't think that's gonna be too you know whoever was gonna get avengers like you joe <laughs> they're fine you're right uh that's exactly. not gonna be, that's not gonna be a problem um but you know the people that were gonna get you know both avengers and cyberpunk then that's gonna be there's gonna be an issue in my opinion and this is if you ask me joe oh here it comes um PS5 is gonna come out like a couple of weeks after this games, mm. so I think PS5 is gonna be like an October release. And there's, there's, that's just me looking at, uh, you know, looking at the tea leaves as you would say. But there's also supposed leaks out there that it is coming in October, and you know it's gonna be like, you know, what would we say it's gonna be four ninety nine, and it's gonna have you know, full backwards compatibility with PS4 and and back from there back to PS1, including PSP and Vita, which is insane if they do that and they're gonna and they're gonna have this thing that is gonna be like the ultimate PlayStation experience. <laughs> we'll see. I mean if it has PSP, that'll be awesome though. I don't think it's gonna have a new a UMD drive, but if you bought <laughs> PSP games digitally, you can just re-download them. Right. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if it'll have like a Vita card reader, like the not not the memory card reader for that piece of crap, uh, expensive memory card, but for the actual games that'd be neat. Um, uh, we'll see. Those are rumors. Uh, but anywho, these games are getting delayed. Joel, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like to your point, um, you know, it's I'm not necessarily shocked by this, like. Yeah, you know, the specifically the Marvel one, like 
at this last Comic Con, they really hyped it up big time. It was one of the biggest activations from the, the biggest activation from a gaming standpoint, of course, but in general, the biggest uh, marketing pushes for that game to really get people on board with it. And then they, you know, we got to see, I got to see the really good footage um, of how the, the gameplay was. And then it ended up uh, leaking online. And then, of course, it was officially put out later on and it showed some really cool stuff. So I was like, okay, you finally got me into this game or beforehand. Um, I was kind of negative based on that one trailer that come out. You know, it was looked like, weird. The character models that look good, good. and yeah, with, with like Tony Stank and and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it just wasn't 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 too happy by it. Captain America didn't look cool. It just wasn't wasn't feeling at the moment. Yeah. But um, you know, after I saw that, I was I was sold on the marketing of it. So it's like they've put so much uh, effort into making people be on board for this. And then just to delay it again, I feel like you're going to really have a major drop off to what the what kind of successful launch they could have had. Um, there's obviously valid reasons behind why you don't just delay a game because you know, whatever. If you're a business person, you know you need to get it out as soon as you can. So there's obviously good reasons behind the the delay for anything, right? The uh, you know, that cyberpunk. But to your point, Obed, timing is key. You know how the the, the public reaction to it and if you know that you're going to be having a new console coming out literally just moments away, you know, in some ways it's like, okay, cool. One last big one, big ones for, you know, uh, the end of, of the, of a generation, uh, and the start of something new, but at the same time, you know, everyone's going to be really hyped, uh, especially PlayStation owners, knowing that they're going to have exclusives, they, you know, early on, they're going to be really hyped to play the new stuff, uh, and not necessarily look at something that's a past gen, heavily delayed game so it might get really cluttered both of those they might get really um yeah. you know forgotten and take a backseat to oh my goodness again this new flashy thing that comes out just shortly after um i think every nerd's gonna be uh, p- uh be penny pinchers as they know that this is we're on the brink this year of, of a big releases uh, of two big consoles yeah uh, the, to me the biggest one being that uh, you know, again, going back to talking about next gen Xbox or Microsoft said that the the Series X will not have exclusive games that are going right. to be designed for it up and you know in, within the next two years. So they will be dependent on on this sort of games to to keep the platform alive, Joel. And that's that's a it's it's a dangerous gamble because it's like why would I buy this 600 potentially 600 dollar device um to play you know third party games up for the next two years when i can buy a ps5 and get these games plus the sony stuff you know it's a it's a it's a dangerous gamble we'll see if it pays off or not um it's gonna be very interesting next couple of years for sure yeah um but I think I think that Microsoft is going to try and ride this wave of, you know, um, going going with uh, with these guys. Um, Joel, before before we continue and move on to uh, to more gaming stuff, before we forget, um, speaking of Sony and PlayStation, we did get a trailer for Morbius. Yes, um, and and I've said it's like expect nothing, and and you will be pleasantly surprised. And that's exactly what happened. Um, this looks actually way better than I thought it was gonna look. Um, looks competent, looks well shot, uh, and yeah, I mean, 
clearly there is a spider-man multiverse going on right now right so yeah man uh yeah i mean what are your impressions man i i, I liked it yeah um exactly like you said i had super low expectations just did not um anticipate this to be um something that was going to be cool or interest me um but from a genre standpoint uh character not being very interesting and of course knowing that this is a, a sony spider-verse uh film not an mcu marvel studios uh film right and and uh yeah i watched the trailer and i was like okay this is actually a complete idea this it looks visually interesting um this is connected to a larger spider-man build-up that they're trying to get to something that they're, they're trying to go for which i mean wink wink you know it has to be sinister six i mean we've been talking about this for the last you know five six years the sinister six movie that for some reason amy pascal has been wanting to have so bad the sinister six movie that we have to have it. we have to have it why, why? They, i don't know why they really believe in this thing but why they, they want to have this movie carnage I, I don't know why that's such a huge priority for them at sony but they believe in this movie so badly that um they're trying to rebuild up between both venom and now morbius and of also solo spider-man movies vulture being one of them you know and, and bring them into one uh Sinister six film more than likely uh, in the near future and that probably means that they're gonna also have something renegotiate with tom holland to hope to have him come into those movies so they're probably hoping for morbius to be a big success uh, me evaluating the overall feelings i have for the trailer um first watching it it was like Ooh, it actually is it's, it's like a kid like who gets a little flash in front of it, like ooh, that's pretty um <laughs> But as I as I digest it more and I've watched it a few times since personally, mm. I don't think that it necessarily makes me believe in the movie being a good movie. It just garnered my interest that I'm like, okay, I would actually go and, and, and potentially watch this movie in the theaters. Um, it didn't make me look at it like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. I, I, to be honest with you, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that, that they've shown in there. But this movie could still be a, a colossal mess. Oh, yeah. I'm very, I'm very, very, very cautiously um, uh, approaching how I feel about the movie. But it was it actually made me feel more interested in it. And uh, yeah, I, I think actually, <laughs> I actually am now more interested in the Sinister Six thing. You know, it doesn't mean that it's again that I think it's going to be good, but it's actually pulling me back in to be interested where I was very disinterested, very against it beforehand. Yeah. It you know, there's clearly references to both the Raimi and the uh, MCU Spider-Man. Uh, of course, Vulture's in the trailer. It, you know, it's a big stinger right there. And I, it looks good. I mean, in my opinion, it looks it looks watchable. You know, it doesn't look like it's going to be terrible. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with Venom, too, man. We I talked about it a few weeks ago that... I, I went in to that movie with very low, you know, low expectations. You told me it was okay. You know, and I watched it like over a year after it came out. Yeah. Um, but I went, in, I went in with low expectations. It was pleasantly surprised and I actually had a good time. So uh, maybe this is going to be the same case. Uh, you know, this is not a movie that I'm going to, um, you know, wake up early on a Saturday morning and make my way to the movie theater and go watch. But and which but could really hurt the film. Cause like I don't not to cut you off, but like you know Venom, um, surprisingly did incredibly well at the box it office. Did, yeah. But when you watch the movie, 
you could see where like it has a good appeal for for you know different people, Spider-Man fans in general, Marvel fans, you know, superhero fans, young adults, whatever. Morbius, I still don't. I feel like it made me interested, but I still don't see this being the kind of movie that has a lot of um, success at the box office, and I think that could really hurt it. That's what they need, right? They need to make money off the movie. So yeah. I don't know about you, man, but I don't predict a great outcome for it. Maybe word of mouth will help it. Uh, if it actually is good reviews will also matter is this um, summer or, or or halloween again uh i think it's actually it might be the fall it might if be it's not, if it's the same date as venom i i think it'll do that, okay okay yeah i mean if it's summer probably not i don't think this is a summer movie necessarily nope this is a summer movie ah no july 31st oh and it's yeah. late summer yeah what's coming out late summer bond right Yep. I mean, it still has an okay chance. We'll see. We got um, a few movies. Yeah. There's not. There's no big blockbuster Marvel movie this summer. So, ah, uh, you have technically Black Widow as a uh, summer movie, and I th- I think that will surprise many people. But that's gonna be earlier summer, right? It's gonna be like May, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be out of the way by then. So they they have it. They have a good chance. They have a good chance to actually make it happen. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, Joe, keeping again with Sony. This is a PlayStation cast brought to you by PlayStation, paid for by PlayStation and Disney. Um, <laughs> Sony is skipping E3 again. So no PlayStation showcase at E3. Um, instead, they will be having an event in February. Uh, there's going to be more of a showcase event for two days where they will show quote-unquote new software and new titles and new stuff in you know in general um rumor is again based on what was leaked and you know pictures that are going around and all this and that right uh, again we it's it's all rumors so taking with it take it with a grain of salt um the the the, the the reveal for the console itself is going to be done within the next the next four weeks. That's what we've heard, which would coincide with almost to the date when you know the the PS4 was uh, revealed, which was in Feb- mid February, if I'm not wrong. Yep, I remember that. Um, so it's going to be right around the same date. So maybe in about a month we will see. You know, we'll get more details on the console itself. Uh, there's a mock-up going around that looks very legit um but the device kind of looks like a um what's that razor cotton you know like apple tv sort of device that's supposed to be really good um oh man i forgot so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna look it up but joe what do you think yeah you know first impressions was really they're skipping again i actually was taken back by it and um you know i am saddened by it i mean it's it's something like as a fan i actually have enjoyed a lot you know there it's always been a, a great show but i've always enjoyed watching the sony e3 press conferences i've always thought they were a lot of fun a really cool time and uh you know similar to how i feel about you know like comic-con and the hall h panels and you miss when marvel studios isn't there and it's you know the other guys you know it's, it's cool but it's been a nice stage and a nice environment where you got tons of fans there and 
it's a really cool thing. Um, but like, you know, you and I talked a little bit about how like there's probably some behind the scenes, there's some rumors of some, um, you know, a little bit of, of some, some situations going on behind the scenes that have made them kind of uh, sour about being at E3. Uh, I still think there's a chance that they could come back at some point. And as a fan, my response is please come back. Actually. I know some people said they don't need to, and they really don't. I mean, it does right now talking technically there's, yeah. there's no real need for it. But me speaking personally, I would say I would like you to come back. I'd like to see them come back at some point. Um, and, and maybe these will make more more sense in the future, uh, especially understanding that this is the year that you're launching your new console. Typically, E3 has been a great stage to kind of show off and kind of battle it out with everyone else. Instead, they're kind of really isolating themselves as a class of their own, which can really pay off well or it can be very painful uh, at the same time, right? Like it, it, it's we would expect them to have a really successful uh, you know, release of the console and have a very successful announcement um, you know, this year doing things on their own terms, um, you know, just based off of, you know, this has a PS4 and the well response to the few news that we do have on PS5. But if for some reason there is something that does go wrong, I'm not going to say it's because they didn't go to E3 that that's the reason why it goes wrong, yeah. but it's a great, um, it's a great humble stage to kind of share with the industry uh, what you're doing instead of just being like, no, we're, we're so good. We're going to do our own thing and do well. I think it's going to be fine. I I'm not really concerned about, it, but basically if something does happen, uh, you know, that is of course the, the, the cautious approach that any business should be looking at. And, and, and that's what I think Sony probably knows they're taking a good risk here, but they think they, they have the ability to take risks right now because they're doing so well. It's not really, it's a very low risk really. Because there's no expectation for them to uh, to not have a positive response when they do have their own event. Correct, um, Joel. I'm sending you the uh, the link so yeah. you can take a look. It's the uh, the picture, like not 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 in the headline that some uh, you know that someone that in the in the podcast beyond forums made. Uh, I see but the other just, one. Yeah, if you just see the other one, it looks like an Nvidia shield, like a large Nvidia shield. It's standing vertical, but I'm assuming it also goes on its side, like how most yeah. of these pictures are. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense. Like, this looks almost legit, right? Um, you yeah. know, uh, again, take it with a grain of salt. You know, I see it when I believe it, but it looks, uh, it looks plausible. So that, um, uh, based on you know the design that we saw from the uh, dev kit, and um, you know, this is actually a kind of neat looking box in my yeah. opinion. So, uh, you know, we we saw. When the PS4 Pro came out, uh, was gonna come out, uh, that uh, someone from uh, Foxconn actually sent like a, a drawing, like a hand drawing. It was like, oh yeah, this thing's real. This is what it looks like, and it actually draw uh, a PS4 Pro. And people were saying, oh, this is ridiculous. And the PS4 Pro came out, and it looked just like that. So, oh man, so it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's the end of E3, it's, it's, you know, whatever it was like, you know, supposedly, you know, falling out between Sony and the ESA, uh, ESA has been, you know, on some, uh, on the crosshairs of a lot of, 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 you know, game journalists and, and companies lately because of how they're running and, you know, what happened in E3 last year when journalists got doxxed and all that, and they never apologized for the problem and all this, you know, crazy stuff. Um, you know, and I think Sony has found a, an audience with um, 
you know just speaking directly to um the the uh, the fan base like nintendo does nintendo found this niche with the nintendo directs and i think sony is very wise on on doing something that at least at least com comes close to uh to what a nintendo direct is um that being said you know they're uh, part of the rumor that's going out around right now is that uh the event that sony will have for the reveal is going to be partnered with a retailer maybe gamestop uh there's news today that gamestop let Ooh, they had a rough time during the holidays, man. They they yeah. they were like 27% under the the forecast, and um, I I don't really see it's the GameStop GameStop's future is bleak right now. Yeah, you know, for Sony to go ahead and, and join with GameStop and do uh, you know an event, I mean, it sounds reasonable because, you know, maybe Sony doesn't want GameStop to go away and they want to give them that extra, you know, uh, the extra bump. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it, it's rough. They're in a rough place, man. Uh, it's unfortunate. I went to GameStop over the holidays and, um, you know, oh, cool. employees treated me pretty good. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, they, they were okay. Um, versus my local mom and pop shop that I used to love. I went there and the guy was being a jackass. Nice. So That's not like, the way to treat like, your employees. Well, Come on, guys. You know, seriously. And they had like almost no games. Like, oh, they had, they had a pretty good selection. But um, I think they sold the store and and, and the guy that was uh -huh. running it uh, didn't didn't seem too friendly. So I um, I was not too excited about visiting that store uh let's uh let's leave it at that sorry i'm getting upset <laughs> so um but on the other hand you know gamestop was actually a pleasant experience it was unfortunate that i had already purchased anything everything that i needed to purchase for the holidays um and i i had i have way too many games already that i, that I have you know in my backlog and um, there's a bunch of stuff on on ps plus that came out that i want to play yeah so nathan drake you know, yeah, Nathan Drake collection, Titanfall two. I want to replay The Last of Us. So there's yeah, a Last bunch of Us. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that I really want to go back and play. Um, so you know, I have no need to buy two games to get one free when I have all this stuff already. Um, you know. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's gonna be a very interesting summer, and uh, we we'll see when uh when when Sony actually comes out and reveals what this box is, um. It, it's it's gonna come down to pricing, man. Um, at the end of the day, because if Xbox releases a hundred dollars more with no exclusives, that's mm. I, it's done. Like it's, I mean, Xbox, the Microsoft, they, they don't have to look for anything else in the in the console space after that. That's in my opinion. So uh, maybe I don't know. I mean. I don't think rebranding would be smart because they've already in too deep. <laughs> Although Microsoft loves to rebrand their stuff. You know, how many times Skype was rebranded until now it died? It was, <laughs> so, uh, you know, well, we'll see. Uh, going to be a big game. Uh, a big, big, big year for gaming, Joe. Very yeah. big, big year for gaming is going to be very interesting. Um, other than Cyberpunk and, you know, the 
Resident Evil 3 and, and Final Fantasy, I really don't foresee any other games to be like this, uh, you know, big event. Uh, maybe Call of Duty when the next next gen Call of Duty gets gets announced, but I, I think the next year, um, more than likely, or 2022, um, are gonna be are gonna be pivotal years when it comes to gaming. But uh, I'm excited. As an old school guy, there's never been a, a better time to be a gamer than right now. Um, but yeah, this is what we got, Joel. You want to go ahead and take it away? Yes, sir. Everyone, thank you again for taking time of your day to listen or watch our show. Uh, we really appreciate it. We want to invite you to connect with us and subscribe to our show. So go ahead, subscribe via podcast to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, we invite you to, to find us there for audio versions as well as the video versions on YouTube. And in addition to that, we also want you to stay connected via our social media. You can follow us at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Of course, feel free to send in feedback, questions, comments. Um, we always are welcoming it and, and, and appreciate it. So send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. And uh, maybe we'll even talk about whatever you send in on the show. You never know. Thank you all so much. And we look forward to talking about more gaming and more really awesome stuff that's going to happen in the year 2020 and beyond. Thank you, guys. We will see you again next time.